Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Father God, I thank you and I praise you and I thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray that you speak through my lips, think through my mind. I thank you, Father. May I flow in those graces that you've called me into and that pastor, that teacher. I pray, I thank you that I'll speak prophetically to your people. I thank you for seizing my words with grace. May I speak, may I speak a word in season to them that are weary. May they be strengthened with the life of God. May they be strengthened with, with, with faith. I thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing your word of God. As we deal with leadership, I thank you for renewing our minds. And I speak to the leader and every person under the sound of my voice. May the leader in them rise up and may they take their place in the body of Christ and in the world. I thank you. May they take their place in the body of Christ. May we not pull back. For this is the time to rise and take our place, that we may be all that God has called us to be. May we be self-disciplined and self-directed. May we be full, full of the Holy Spirit, following his leader, leadership as we become and develop into the leaders that you've called us to be. I thank you, Father, and I give your name glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew 18, Matthew chapter 18. We're dealing with leadership under review, leadership under review. <clears throat> leadership, John Maxwell explains what leadership is. He says leadership is influence. There is no clear definition of leadership. We know what it is when we see it. We know when, it is, when we don't see it, we, know, we recognize the lack of leadership. So leadership is something that is not as clear as we think we we, we have, you know, I have a degree. One of my degrees is in church leadership, and it's not as clear what leadership is. I've read several books, and Dr. John Maxwell, he is the guru of leadership. He has hundreds of books, or at least over 100 books worth of leadership, and everything he deals with is leadership. But I went to another source today. Um, I went to one of th this young man up and coming. Um, some would call him a cussing Christian, and, and I don't endorse profanity. But he, the Lord has blessed this world with his voice, and, and he has something to say about leadership. So Justin Bieber says this, <laughs> leadership is harnessing human energy to make an effective change. Let me say that again. This is what Justin Bieber says. Leadership is harnessing human energy to make an effective change. Harnessing all these incredible creatives we have in the room, harnessing all of their gifts, then working together to facilitate a show, something that people can be entertained by. I thought that was pretty good, worth quoting. He's our brother in Christ, so keep praying for him. <laughs> um, he need, get, need to get his peaches from heaven. <laughs> Matthew 18, Matthew 18. <laughs> Matthew chapter 18. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for Justin Bieber. Amen. Matthew 18 verses 1 through 6 says this. It says that at the time, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? 
and calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it will be better for him to have a great milestone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. So we see here the disciples are asking Jesus, who is the greatest? Even today we're looking for who is the greatest? We, we think about even people calling themselves apostles. And there are a lot of, like I said last week, there's a lot more apostles now in the Bible. Everybody thinking that that's the highest rank in the body of Christ. But it, is, it really is a low rank in the body of Christ because to be an apostle is to be a servant of them all. And so a lot of times people are looking to have this title. You have bishop, you have archbishop, you have overseer and different names and titles. And we're not against titles. Titles are important, right? We talked about that last week. God gave up. He, 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 Jesus Christ. Christ is a title to Jesus's name. Jesus, the anointed one. Christ means the anointed one or the Messiah. And so titles are important in the kingdom. I know a lot of times people talk about having untitled that we just need to just, just be focused and forget about the titles. But it is important because God saw fit to even name his name. He, different, the different names of God. You know, he's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the everlasting father and so forth. He, he's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah um, Rapha so forth. We have all these different titles, even to name, you have God the Father. Um, it's not even dealing with per se gender as much as it's saying God the source, our source, hallowed be your name. You know, the word father means pata in Greek. It means source. It's where we get our identity. We receive our identity from Father God. Ephesians 3 says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the father and of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named after. So we're named after Father God. He placed his name on our life. Amen. He, he placed his spirit within us and gave us 66 texts so that we can read and study every day. And so we're talking about leadership under review. And here in this Matthew 18, we see Jesus is describing leadership. He says, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, you got to be the lowest. You got to come as a child. We must be like children in order to inherit this kingdom of God. Children are innocent. They're humble. They're teachable. They're creative. They, they, they can learn. How many languages can you teach a child? As many as you can teach them. How many languages can a child learn? As many as you can teach them. You can teach them theology. You can teach them how to yield to the spirit and speak in other tongues. Acts chapter 2 tells us that the, this gift is to your children and your children's children. And so your children should be saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, learning how to pray. Don't just only train them in finances and train them in, in education and train them in, in their social skills, but train them in the spirit, train them in the faith, 
teaching them to believe in Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to believe that the word of God is God's divine inspired word to humanity, teaching them the way of holiness, teaching them to recognize the works of the enemy and the works of God. This is the way we're called to train. But today I'm not talking about children. In in that sense, we're talking about leadership. And so this is a general observation of what a child should be like. We know that some children are raised in hostile situations and environments where this innocent is is marred with sin and even the the ability to learn and the creativity has been darkened by wrong leadership in the home. And so, but the general is that Jesus is leading as a child, according to Jesus, is leading with humility. Leading with humility. The Bible tells us to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. We're to come to God and lead his people and lead ourselves in humility. Humility is a lifelong pursuit. There's a book by Andrew Murray, a little thin little book called um, Humility, and it, he talks about humility is nothingness, the beauty of nothingness. How many know that we are nothing without God? Amen. And, and so as you, as you read through that book, you understand humility a little bit more. And we have received the nature of Satan, which is a prideful nature. Pride is something that we must resist. Pride in our mouths. Pride in our conversations, pride in our attitude, pride in our lifestyle, pride in prayer. How many of you know you can be prideful in prayer? Amen. You know, thinking like, I'm, I'm going to, and, and I believe in decreeing and declaring, but if you don't, if you do it the wrong way, it won't work. Right. You do it, say, Lord, I thank you that you've given me authority. And I thank you that I'm going to use my authority and use my words like you created the world. I'm going to create my world through my words. Right. We do it with humility. We don't come across prideful. I know some people accuse us of, of believing that, oh, we can create a little cre- little world. Well, you do create the world, your world through your words. You can change you can change the atmosphere of a house by the words that you speak. If you speak harmful words, when somebody walks in, they'll feel that the, 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 the effects of those words. You, 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 you know how it is even having the wrong impressions on you when you hear words and it hits you the wrong way. It can damage you and it can take years and years from he- of healing. And so you, you and I could be prideful in our prayers, prideful in our gifts and our talents and our, and our graces. So be aware of being prideful of, of the very thing that God has given you. Pride doesn't come out by casting the devil out. <laughs> Growing up in Deliverance Church, they used to, you know, I remember they said, I come against the spirit of pride. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> because I deal with this every day. <laughs> it's like praying, praying out your humanity. Because we receive a diabolical human nature. And in our human nature is that pridefulness. So pride is something that you have to deal with every day. You have to resist it every day. You have to humble yourself every day. When you're in prayer, humble yourself. When you read the word, humble yourself. When you're at work, humble yourself. When you're with your kids, humble yourself. When you're with your grandkids, when you're with your spouse, when you, are you with me? You got to humble yourself every day, resisting pride. So as a leader, Jesus is teaching us how to be the greatest by being humble. You got to get low in order to go high. He says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Just don't humble yourself under anybody. <laughs> don't humble yourself under circumstances, but humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due time, he will exalt you. 
It's nothing like God exalting you. God calling you out of you in the back desert and no one knows your name. And he calls you out and make you something that you never thought you could be. He brings you to the forefront. Don't ever despise the silent years of your life, the the silent seasons of your life. During those times, you're working on your skills and working on your leadership as you be proficient in leading yourself in prayer and leading yourself in the meditation of the word and leading yourself in how you talk and how you live. The Lord will see fit and, and call you to leadership in his kingdom. Amen. It's what you do when no one else is watching that counts. You know, I know people often they they do stuff for the sake of others. Eye service. We go to work for eye service. And when the boss is around, we work it hard. And when the boss leaves, you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> How many have been guilty? I've been guilty a hundred times. <laughs> or you have your kids and, and they're looking at something they had no business on. And you walk up, they're like, oh, I'm looking at VeggieTales. <laughs> I look at, I got yippee on. Yeah, okay. So I got history. <laughs> I go back into history and see. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, 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 we tend to put masks on, but God is all about exposing the mask. Yeah. Halloween is a diabolical celebration. It's evil. Look at Rick Renner. Rick Renner has a whole history about Halloween, and we shouldn't be associated with that. And, and, and the whole thing is putting on a mask when Jesus comes to remove the mask. Amen. Rip up the mask and not celebrating darkness, but celebrating light. I remember my dad, he even got upset training us. We never celebrated Halloween. Um, my mom and I did when I was little. My brother, uh, much younger, and she was young in the, ministry, in, in the word of God. And we would go to Halloween and, and go to door to door and door and door. And then she got convicted and says, wait a minute, we shouldn't celebrate this. And so she's like, no more. And of course, my family, our family thought that we were Jehovah's Witnesses or something because we didn't celebrate those things. And then when, when he, she met this man of God named Johnny Dixon, and, and he was like, no, we're not celebrating. And he was even upset. I mean, you might look at it as extreme, but he was like, why even Christians do an alternative? We shouldn't even think about this holiday. He got mad at our church because the church would have harvest, you know, on the same night. Like, you're still doing the same thing, but just under the guise of Christianity. <laughs> I remember, I think older, as he got older, he kind of lessened up on that. But it was like, why celebrate? And then, so what we do at my house, we turn off the lights. <laughs> do not come. <laughs> the first year we got in the house, Courtney's parents passed out track. It's okay. We're going to win to the Christ. They ain't worried about that. <laughs> Let's not participate. I was like, no, we ain't participating with the before kids. We turn it off the light. Just be quiet. They be at the door. <laughs> true story. True story. They don't even come to our house anymore. <laughs> Them kids like, they don't ever give out anything. <laughs> but, uh, but um, going back to leadership under review, humility, uh, we, we have to yield to humility. Um, leadership in the kingdom of God requires humility. And we talked last week in Ezekiel how God was looking for a man to stand in the gap and how a lot of times we often allocate that to intercession. But we see from the scriptures, he's talking about leadership. How many know a true leader will stand in the gap, stand before the people and God will be a representation for the people and will be a representation for God to the people. Amen. We need to, we need strong leaders. We need leaders in our world. We need leaders in our community. We need leaders in our society. We need leaders in our homes. We need leaders in the church. God is looking for leadership. 
And one way he pronounces judgment on a nation is to give them a wicked leader. Leadership is the reflection of the people. So as the leader goes, so does the people. And so if God wants to direct wrongly the people, he gives them bad leadership. He pronounces judgment by allowing evil people to rule. And so we to we to pray for godly leadership. We're to seek God to be leaders ourselves. So leadership under review is about looking at what God says about leaders, about leaders. Lead yourself. The first assignment that God will lead you as a leader is to lead yourself. How many know we need to lead ourselves? Amen. We'll talk a little bit about that. Lead your family. Lead people at your job. Lead your in a community. How many know that emotional intelligence is about leading your emotions, managing your emotions and the emotions of others around you, not reacting, but responding. A soft word will turn away wrath. And so somebody yelling at you just say you control the temperature by responding softly with the wisdom of God. They're yelling. You know, you don't really have to yell. No, you know, no, 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 no. You, you know, God really loves you, and I do too, but I love you so much, I'm not going to let you yell at me. Uh-huh. And you walk away while they're yelling, and I tell you, that's an insult to the person that's yelling. It's like, oh, man, walk away say, oh, no, you, we don't do that. It, it's not going down like that. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> you can yell all you want to. You'll be yelling by yourself. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Amen. That's control, because you're really controlling the situation. And that person going to be so upset that the fact you, oh, you yelling? Oh, okay. Let me walk. And you, you come across um, racism and different things on the job, and, and you say, oh, no, no, we, don't, we, don't, we ain't going down that way. You, you want to talk that way? We'll, 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 we'll talk about it, but not on your terms, not your high emotions. No, we don't, we don't do that, because I'm, I respect you and, you, and you should respect me. Leading. Leading, leading without a title, how to lead when you're not in charge. You can really lead. And leaders are confident in who God made them to be. They, they know who they are, biblical leaders. Now, we know have some bad leaders or some even godly leaders who are insecure. They're just so insecure. We shouldn't be insecure people. I'm just real. I just want to be real. I'm insecure. I don't, you know. No, don't be insecure. Be glad. Magnify who God made you to be. If you're a boy and you're a man, magnify your manhood. If you're a girl, you're a woman, magnify your womanhood. God magnifies his Godhood. And we're to be imitators of God as their children. So follow after God who magnifies who he is. Magnify who you are. If you're a husband or a wife, magnify your parent, your parenthood. Magnify your parenthood. Be the parent. Be the best parent that kid could ever have. Let them feel what like what it likes, what it feels like to have Jesus be their parent. The Holy Spirit to guide them. <laughs> how can you when they're all over the place? Okay, how do I control the situation? Okay, you're going to do this. I don't want to. Here's the belt. <laughs> you see this? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> or you can talk to them and rationalize. Like, hey, listen, if you don't, I, I, you know, I just, I just, no, 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 no. A fool answers a question or a- answer a matter before he hears it. So you're foolish. You keep talking. You're just fool. Because let me it out. <laughs> and you, you begin to control, and, and not necessarily control a negative, but lead. You lead. Amen. 
leaders are self-directed. They don't have to be asked to, you know, told to do every little thing. They're self-directed. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, they direct themselves. I will get up this morning. I will, I will rejoice in the Lord even when I don't feel like it. Um, I, recently, I found an app that it, 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 it turns off. Like I, I, I'm trying to develop a morning routine. And, and so just have more order in my mornings. And so as, as Cindy, Cindy Jacobs or Cindy somebody trims says, commanding your morning, how do I order my morning? So I'm ordering my morning by setting, have this app and it, I'm supposed to be in the bed by 9 p.m. So my phone shuts down around 830. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not finished. It shuts down, it does not let me check anything. Nobody can get to me. It could be an emergency. Oh, I'm like, Lord, I'm gonna have to give some people permission to kick through even if it's an emergency. But it just, it shuts down and then at 4 a.m. I'm like, wake up. And it's like, wait a minute. And then champions, leaders make up their bed. I had a bad habit of not making up the bed. And Courtney's like, I think months ago, she's like, we're going to make up the bed every morning. <laughs> if you can't take authority over the bed sheets, you can't take authority over the devils. <laughs> so we go, champions make up the bed. <laughs> you know, leaders make up the bed and take authority over the dishes, as I heard George Myers say, and move the uh, the shopping carts, <laughs> yeah, you know, put the carts down. Oh man, I just want to leave it so I can hit somebody's car. <laughs> no, you put it back, or, or you know, you got the wrong item in the grocery store and you put it back in the right place because somebody's job, you know, it's a wasted money because they got to go and find, you know, amen. So we lead, <laughs> we lead it in every area. Um, so leaders are self directed under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Leaders are, they, they are led by the Spirit of God and biblical principles. They will not compromise. Because what you compromise today, you'll ultimately lose tomorrow. So don't compromise. Don't compromise your name for your name's sake. We talked about your name is expensive. Your reputation is expensive. Because once you spend it, it's hard to, to get the value back. So protect your name. Protect your credit score. If you say you're going to pay this bill, it may have been, you might have missed God on that house, or on that car payment, or on that student loan. You do what you got to do to make it up. Amen. Protect your name. Amen. Protect your credit score. This is who I am. How can I witness to somebody when I don't pay my bills on time? That's, that's preaching a whole lot better than you said amen. <laughs> amen. I got to protect my, myself. I, yeah, I got into this debt, and with the grace of God, I'm going to get out. I'm going to make some confessions and some extra payments. Amen. We, when we confess the word, we're not saying don't ne neglecting the natural. Some people are so super dumb, deep, they neglect the natural. I'm just going to confess. You confess all you want to, but if you don't put no extra bill payments on it, it's going to be there 10 years from now. <laughs> Amen. You got to do the natural as a leader. Amen. They're self-directed and, and the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us. And yes, you've heard that God calls the unqualified. That's a big sin in the church, and I, I hate it <laughs> because it's like, okay, if you're unqualified, he calls you. So don't stay unqualified because he doesn't leave you unqualified. He qualifies the unqualified by equipping them and leading them in the, right, the way they should go. 
Amen. He calls the unqualified. <laughs> no, he qualifies the unqualified through some training, through some skills, through some character, through some trials. Come on. He goes from glory to glory and that glory to glory. I know that's nice because I love that song by Fred Hammond. It simply means in the Hebrew and it goes from, from trial to trial. That's what it means. Glory to glory to, from trial to, to trial to trial. That's what it means. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this messed up the song. I thought it was something else. <laughs> I still love the song. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Lee, and I never sing, so, you know, you can get my album on Apple, <laughs> streaming, Spotify. <laughs> Leadership. So, so God, he equips and qualifies people to serve in the kingdom. Leaders Under Review is about looking to see how you and I could quali be qualified as a leader in his kingdom. God, and again, this is worth saying, God usually calls individuals and not groups to change a situation. You never see that this group. Now, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a purpose for our church, a purpose for organizations, but there has to be a leader in that organization. You know, so be careful about, oh, we're a group, we're a group, we're a group team. And that's good. We need group, right? Because without the people, the vision pairs. Where there's no vision, the people pairs. And without the people, the vision pairs. So we got to not only be concerned about groups, but we got to recognize when there's a leader among us. God bring forth a leader. Amen. Um, if I had my phone, I was going to have y'all to text 732-324-2200, what is a leader? And we'll do that maybe next time. <laughs> but my phone is in the car and the mics and everything is all turned off. So it's all good. <laughs> so when God looks at, at a leader, this is what he looks at. He looks at character. God is concerned about character. And what is character is what you do when the one is looking. So that's the real you. <laughs> that the real you is when no one else is looking, how you act. The real you is when you're under pressure, how you act. Are you going to lose it? Oh, I lost it. No, you yield to the spirit. Immature Christian say, I don't like you, God. But mature Christian says, you know what? I don't understand this, but I still trust you. Though you slay me, I still trust you. Though there's pressure, I still trust you. You don't ever question the goodness of God even when things are not so good. Real mature leaders that says, you know what? I don't understand. I don't have all the answers, but God is good. I know that. If I go down, I'm going down believing God. What if you die in faith? That's no other way to die. <laughs> to die in faith, live in faith, sleep in faith, and, and lead in faith. Amen. Uh, also, God looks at vision. So you should have a vision for your life. A vision, I often, I, for many years, I would write on a sticky vision of the day. You should have the vision of the day. How are you going to win the day when you don't have a vision for the day? What are the things you want to accomplish? I want to accomplish, I want to conquer my prayer life. I want to conquer my devotional. I don't have one. Well, make time for it. 10, 15, 20 minutes. We'll do whatever you got to do to conquer that day. Amen. Um, uh, God looks at also integrity. He looks at a, have, having a clear assessment of yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses. Do you know where you fall? Really smart leaders, they surround themselves with, with, in areas that they're not good in, with people who are, who are, who are competent in those areas. That's what a leader does. 
If you know you're not good at something, you just surround yourself with people who, are, who, who got the grace for that. That's what a, look, a good leader, a biblical leader will recognize and says, you know what, I'm not good at this. I'm going to get somebody who is. Or I'm going to believe God for somebody who is in this area. A good leader also will have personal growth and will be a risk taker. Amen. And understand the culture of their organization, ministry, or family. So go with me again to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3, leadership under review. Let's find out what God says about leadership. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Leadership under review. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1. It says, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires, expires to, over, to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Notice that this passage is dealing with... Um, an overseer or a bishop, as KJV says, or a pastor or elder. But I want to take it even beyond that. Paul specifically is talking about a pastor, but even to make it more practical, what is it that God has called you to oversee? Are you, you are the overseer of your thoughts. You're the overseer over your body and over your organization, over your family, over, come on, over your job. The things that you're responsible for at, at your job, you are the overseer in, in, that, in that area. You oversee that. So it's nothing wrong to have a godly ambition, having a godly desire to lead. The first indication, indicator that you are called to be a leader is that you have a desire to lead. You know, sometimes people think, oh, the false humility. Oh, you know, the Lord didn't really call me. How many know somebody like that? You know, they just kind of timid, timid. We, we, we're, we shouldn't be timid with what God has called us to be. I, we want, you know what I'm saying? You should be bold about it. This is what God has called me to be. And I don't make apology for that. I'm not your prophet. I'm not your apostle. I'm not your evangelist. I am a pastor and a teacher. And so therefore, let that grace flow out of me. I, don't, I prophesy, but that doesn't make me a prophet. I get words of knowledge. It doesn't make me, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be something that God never called me to be. And I, I remember when I first became youth pastor, I was a youth pastor in three different churches over 15 years, and, and they wanted me to do something I wasn't called to do. I, I, I was straight, flat-footed, corny, and teach. I just teach. And when I first came, um, started being a youth pastor, I used to wear like um, sandals and the white socks. And the, the senior pastor was like, I can't believe you're doing that. That's country. They're going to laugh at you. A year later, everybody in the youth ministry had it. And it was all over the city of Rahway. <laughs> he was like, oh, you're a trans center. Yeah, I know. <laughs> country as country could be. Uh, I mean, just certain words I couldn't say and, and just had my little accent. And here I am preaching. You must be born again or you're going to hell. <laughs> and then Lord filled up the youth ministry of me just preaching. You're going to hell, buddy. And to this day, they, I'm known for you going to hell, buddy, if you don't get saved. <laughs> And God is able to do, use anybody, right? And you just got to be yourself. And when you're yourself, God can put his super on yourself. And you can change the world just being you. There's so many people who are not themselves, especially on social media. They're not themselves. They, you got the couple like, hey. You're like, well, they're going through hell. <laughs> they about to get a divorce. They all happy like, hey. 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. And then our kids are quiet. We know that that house is tore up from the floor. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you, you got to, <laughs> you just, you guard against that. We're not going to put on masks on this. We're going to be real. Like, hey, you know, hey, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm the perfect one to go through this life. <laughs> like, I'm imperfectly perfect <laughs> for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to serve him. Oh, I, yeah, I need to lose some weight. But guess what? This is what it is. <laughs> I got no, I'm not wearing no suits right now because I can't fit them. <laughs> but it's all good because I'm going to the Planet Fitness tomorrow. <laughs> Paying $24.99, I better go. <laughs> I go anywhere in the country. <laughs> so you understand you, you, when you just yourself, God can just shine through you. And, and he just convicted me. Um, just from last Sunday to this Sunday, I, I used to pray this prayer. Lord, uh, I pray you think through my mind, speak through my lips. None of me, but not all of you. And all of a sudden, Holy Ghost said to me, no, no, no. It got to be some of you. It got to be some of you because that's who I flow through is you. I was like, oh, God, I've been praying all this prayer for years. <laughs> oh, Lord, we got to go back and edit the tapes. <laughs> I'm like, none of me. It's so, humi you know, humility. None of me, but all of you. No, and God says, all of you. It's, it's me flowing through you, through your personality and your corniness, through you who can't sing, through you who can't wear them suits. <laughs> I'm going to flow through you. <laughs> and that's how you have to be. Amen. I didn't mean to say here that none of this is in my notes. <laughs> All right, 1 Timothy chapter 3, we looked at the desire, so you should have a desire. God leads us by our desires. Not ungodly desires, but God-given desires. And you should have a desire to lead, to make a difference. The more you pray, the more that desire that he's placed inside of you will grow. And it'll grow like a tree. It doesn't always happen right away, but over time, that desire will begin to mature. And if it's not of God, as you pray, that desire will be lessened. And all of a sudden, you'll have a less of a desire to do something. You're like, wait a minute, I really want a desire for that. And all of a sudden, you're like, no, 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 no. And you're praying, and you're praying, oh, God, I really want to have a desire. How many have been there? I've been there several times. Like, I really want to desire that. And, and, and the more I pray about it, the more it goes away. You're like, okay, let me yield to that. Okay. <laughs> So he gives you the desires of your heart. Um, the next part, verse 2, therefore, an overseer must be above. And we said this last week that this right here, the qualifications of an overseer or a pastor, is really the standard for all Christians. Yeah. It's not just the standard for those who serve in, as an office, but the leader should be at a standard that all should want to strive to. Amen. God does not set a standard just for leaders and not for the rest of the people. He set a standard for the leaders so that the followers or those who are under the care of that leader can rise to that level. Amen. Amen. So this is not some special, oh, you, you're a pastor, so God expects you to live holy. And no, God expects you to live holy. You new Christian, God expects you to live holy. You Christian just got saved 15 years ago. God expects you to take care of your house. <laughs> you know, are you with me? It's not just a standard for, for the overseer, but God is using the overseer as, or the leader as the standard, as the pattern. So I think about example, Paul told Timothy, being an example of a believer. 
So my mom used to sew years ago. I remember being a little boy, and she had the little pattern where she would sew her little white machine and be like, Zzzz. and I would use like, oh, look, this is neat. And she would just sew and follow the pattern. Because as she followed, the, there was a pattern paid out for her to follow. And likewise, leadership should be the pattern in which other believers are following. It is a, um, the holiness of a leader is a horrible weapon against the enemy. To, to be above reproach, to, that the name of Jesus you can go to my credit and see God in it. You can go to my marriage and see God in it. You can go to my parenthood, you see God in it. You can go on my job and see God in it. You can go in my body and see God in it. Come on. God should be all in my life. His glory, his word, his in my mind. If you go in my mind, the secrets of my mind should be God because he's running through my mind all the day. <laughs> that should be the pattern. Amen. It says, therefore, overseer must be above reproach. The husband and one wife. What does that mean? The husband and one wife is, doesn't mean that the, the leader can't be divorced. And some denominations actually believe that that meant you can't get a divorce. But this is talking about not having more than one spouse. <laughs> There's some people who believe today, 2021, that you can have multiple wives and multiple husbands are not honoring the marriage covenant. The husband of one wife, sober-minded. How many know that we need to be sober-minded? We need to know what's going on. Be rooted in the reality of God. Be rooted in the reality of what's going on in the world. Don't have your head so high up in the sky that you don't see the reality. Because true counseling will bring you into reality. A true therapist will bring reality to you. Be like a mirror. <laughs> and you see yourself for the first time. Say, oh my, oh my, this is how I look. But then as I take the word of God and apply the word, I become like Jesus. Amen. The word of God will be that mirror. So you should be sober-minded, rooted in reality, rooted in, grounded in this world, not in the sense of rooted in this world, but grounded in the sense that you are not so, as the old folks used to say, you're so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. But to, truly to be heavenly minded is to be some earthly good. So the more heaven is on my mind, the more earthly good I become. Because now heaven is my goal and heaven is my future. But it's empowered me to take as many people as possible there. <clears throat> it's not just me thinking about heaven. And, I'm, and uh, you know, God never called monks into the mountains and nuns, into places where they're not reaching people. You're so called to the ministry, you think he's going to anoint you just so you can pray all day? He anoints us for other people. Everybody, I want the anointing, the anointing, give me the anointing. And God says, okay, I'm going to send you in the midst of a hellish situation. The anointing is not for you to say, I'm anointed. The anointing is he'll send you into messy lives so that anointing can destroy yokes and cause order to come into the lives of people. Amen. He'll send you around a bunch of homosexuals to make them straight. That anointing, I'm anointed to risk the loss. Okay, let me put you in the midst of a bunch of gossipers to strain their mouths out. <laughs> let, let me, let me, oh, God set me free from dead and he's anointed me for the, the anointing of prosperity. So he'll send you to the inner cities of poverty and where you can create wealth through the gifts and the graces that God has given you. You're leading people out of poverty, even in natural sense. 
Amen. God, God is bigger than our imagination. God is, uh, he wants to anoint you to go into the marketplaces, into the, in the inner circles and inner dealings where sin is reigning to undo the work of the enemy. Jesus was not anointed because he was the son of God, because God doesn't need to be anointed. He was anointed as the son of man, because man needs to be anointed. Amen. So Jesus is not only our substitute, but he is in our example. He lived and ministered under the anointing. And he says, now you do the same thing. Just like I'm anointed, I'm placing my spirit on you to do the very same thing that I, I did. Amen. And that's why we're Christians, many Christ. Glory to God. Sober minded. The next one is self-control. When you control your mind, you should develop powers of concentration. Don't let your mind wonder. Come back, come back here. Come out of your mind. No, you're in prayer. Like, Lord, I love you. And you think about what you're going to eat. No, come back here. <laughs> you read the word. Oh, I wonder if I got a text. Read the text. <laughs> uh, stay out of the Facebook into his face. <laughs> Amen. Uh, uh, learn how to receive image from him instead of Instagram, right? Uh, let him put his image on you. On your mind, control your mind, control your body, control your appetite, self-control, control your anger, manage your emotions. You want to cry all the time, allow the, that, 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 that fruit of self-control, temperance, rise up inside of you and control your emotions. Emotions, you're here to inform me, but I'm not yielding to you. I walk by my faith and not by my emotions. Not by my mind. My mind would lead me the wrong path. I yield myself to the word and to the spirit of God. If you can't control your flesh, you can't control, you can't lead a church. You can't lead a, you can't be a leader in his kingdom. You got to learn how to yield yourself to the spirit of God. How can you take people where you've never been? <laughs> you who are, are, are you're so full of flesh, you can't go in the spirit. And you want to lead. There are so many leaders who are trying to lead where they've never been. They're trying to lead in prayer. They, never, they don't pray. They try to lead in giving. They don't give. <laughs> see, see, the people will do what you do. What you, your children will be, the, um, will be the, the extreme of who you really are <laughs> and, and what you're really made of. And, and, and you're, you're, you're the leader, the, the, the kingdom and the culture and the organization that you're leading will be a reflection of you. That's humbling. Self-control, your, your spinning habits, um, um, just learning how to control yourself. He that can control, if you can develop self-control, you won half of the battle. <laughs> Are you upset? <laughs> uh -huh. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You see, your mind and your body want to do things that is not biblical. It wants to do things. It's not a sin that it because you're in a sinful world, but the sin is yielding. Oh, we don't do that over here. <laughs> I, we're out. I don't curse. You want me to cuss? I want to cuss you right now, but I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm a man of leadership. I, I'm governed by the biblical principles. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. So I can't cuss because I'm a leader. And leaders don't cuss. I, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to curse the fig tree, but I ain't cussing you. <laughs> the next one is respectable. You should show people respect. 
and should be honorable in your affairs and inhospitable, making people feel welcome in your home and even in your space. People, when they come in your presence, they shouldn't feel less than. Amen. <laughs> you should bring them up. Hey, how you doing? My presence should bring joy. Your presence should bring joy. When I show up, Jesus shows up. What are we going to do today, Jesus? How, how, we, how can we make this person feel comfortable? How can we love this person? How can we serve this person? Amen. People should feel comfortable around us like they would Jesus. They were comfortable around Jesus. Little kids would come up to him, and, and, and the security was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> and Jesus was like, wait a minute. Don't, no, no, don't forbid the kids to come now. Jesus loved the kids. <laughs> let them come. And he just let everybody come, sinners and all. She just committed adultery. Let her come. She wants to pour out all her money on you. Let her do it. Come on. Let her do it. <laughs> he didn't refuse it. <laughs> he said, like, yeah, yeah. You know, some people are like, we could have used that for the poor. <laughs> and she says, oh, you don't even know what you're doing. She's preparing my burial. You don't even think I'm worth it. <laughs> Next one is able to teach. And it goes on. It talks about not a drunker. How many know we shouldn't allow um, alcohol to control us? Uh, we, should, we shouldn't be drunk with wine or beer or alcohol. We shouldn't be, be, be drunk with power. <laughs> Goals from raising Cain, Canaan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wu Tang, I'm sorry, I'm telling myself. <laughs> Lord help us, deliver Pastor. <laughs> What's that, what, BFM? <laughs> Lord God. Oh, what are, what are y'all watching? <laughs> you what you watching, PD? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um not <laughs> Not violent, not violent, but gentle. How many know we should allow anger to control us? Amen. Amen. Control emotional intelligence. Jesus was, he, he is the master of, uh, you know, he, 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 he's, his emotional intelligence is the standard. <laughs> because he controlled himself. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, one time fear hit him. And I'm sure he sensed fear when I say he hit him. All right, you know, what do you say? What do you mean? He, he hit fear. I'm sure he sensed it because they was like, oh, we about to stone you because you said you're the great I am. And Jesus was so cool. He was like, he slid. The Bible says KJV. He slid through the crowd. I'm like, oh, he's cool because he wasn't. He could like, I, I'm going to call down angels. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. God gave me wisdom. They up there trying to kill me. I'm not going to sit like, OK, let me see if the power of God is real. Let them stone me. No, Jesus used his common sense. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> don't sit around. Oh, they, they do a shootout. Oh, I'm, I'm Mr. Faithman. No, you better go. You're going to go see Jesus real quick. <laughs> Sometimes people don't use common sense. Um, uh, not quarrelsome, quarrelsome, not always looking for a debate, but reasonable. Some people are some, uh, they are unreasonable. And God says, um, Paul says, deliver us from our unreasonable and wicked men. The next one is not lover of money. How I many know we can't serve money in God? You can't. There's a righteous way to pursue wealth, but that's a wrong way to pursue wealth. You can't love money. The love of money is the root of all evil, and the love of money will shrink or destroy the word of God in your life. The deceitfulness of money. That's Mark 4:19 for those who want to know. So you got to protect your love for money. I don't love money. I love God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, the next one is manage 
manage your own house. So you, your house has to be order in order to serve in the kingdom. Does it mean you have to be perfect? Absolutely not. But it should be in order. There should be some order. Allow him to order your house. What a disgrace to the gospel for you to serve in the church and yet your house is out of place. So let's get our house in order. I told the ministers last Sunday, I said, get your house in order. Pull your family together and pray with them and watch over them and, and, and minister to them. Protect your house because the devil comes to steal and destroy and destroy our homes. Protect your homes. And the next one is not a recent convert or recently saved. It, it is a sin to put someone who just got saved into leadership. What a, what a disgrace. They need to be proven as a person, as a character. They need to have character. Let them live a little bit <laughs> and, and watch their lives, watch their marriage, watch, their, you know, watch how they interact with people and let others speak well of them on the outside. Yes. Amen. My last scripture, okay. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 says, now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use <clears throat> and some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel of honorable use, set apart as holy, useful for the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So here this tells us there are two different vessels in the house of the Lord, the vessel of honor and the vessel of dishonor, the vessels of gold and silver and the vessels of wood and clay. <clears throat> How many know we should strive to be vessels of honor? Amen. And if you're dishonorable, you can become honorable by purging yourself, cleansing yourself, and setting yourself apart for God. And then it says, um, Flee or run for your life, youthful desires, and pursue righteousness. How many know we should pursue righteousness? Yes. Righteousness and faith and love and peace. And the last part is to pursue those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So get around people who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. They have a heart for the Lord and they call on him out of a pure heart. My last thing is leaders are the following. They are thinkers for God. How many know that God wants us to love him with our minds? He says, love you with, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. We need to be great thinkers for God. We need to think his thoughts after him. We need to be sharp with our thinking. God expects us to love him with our thinking. Yes. Thinkers. Say, I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker. Also, leaders are readers. Leaders are readers. So we need to read the Bible and we need to read other things. And, you know, some people, I never forget, I talked to this pastor years ago, and he, I said, what books are you reading? And he was like, I don't read no theology books. I said, oops, strike one, number one. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I only read Harvard's, uh, Harvard Business. I said, strike number two. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I listen to podcasts with, you know, with, with business. And, and I said, you don't do no theology? None, none. I said, okay, stay away from you. You need to be reading Books about the Bible, as well as the Bible itself. And then some people say, I only read the Bible. Okay. So be aware of those people who only read the Bible. 
you know, I, you know, I read the Bible. I, I preach that every, almost every sermon. <laughs> but if you only read the Bible, you're not balanced. There's something wrong with you. Because the Bible, Paul even talked about other books he read outside of the Bible. <laughs> so, I mean, if the Apostle Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, read other books besides the Bible, you think, don't you think that we should do the same? And then Moses was raised up in Pharaoh's house. He had the best education of his day. And God was able to use him because of his education as well as his heart. So God doesn't use just people who read the Bible and pray. If you're just reading and praying, you don't, that doesn't qualify you for leaders to be a leader in his kingdom. Notice that all of these are practical, natural stuff. So God would call the man and the woman who's faithful in their job. God would call the man and the woman who's faithful in their spouse and their marriage. God would call the man and the woman who's faithful with their children. Faithful, you know, are you, are you, are you listening? He, he's looking for the natural. If you show God that you're willing to do it in the natural, he'll, he'll call you and summons you for his kingdom. Do what you need to do naturally. And God says, now that doesn't mean you don't pray, you please pray. Because there's plenty of people who work hard and they're not spiritual. Please pray. That, that's a given. Amen. Also, um, a leader should be a lover of God and of people. They should be skilled in also developing other skills. And my last, leaders should be disciplined. To be a follower of Jesus is to be a disciplined follower of Christ. Discipline. Jim Rohn says we must all suffer from one or two pains. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Let's, let's, let's embrace the suffering of discipline. Embrace it. Discipline with our life, our eating habits, our spending, our money, our minds, our, our attitude, our words. God says where there's much talking, sin is not lacking. We have one mouth and two ears, so we need to listen twice as much as we talk. So if you talk a whole lot, that's how much double you should be listening. So developing ministering ears. Great, great leaders are listeners. They listen to people and they listen to God to get the wisdom and to judge the situation, to direct the situation. Let us become disciplined followers. Christians are afraid of discipline. Come on, let's be disciplined. Discipline getting up in the morning. Discipline making up the bed. Discipline in every area of our lives. Let the glory of God, let not say, oh, over here they really serve Jesus, but over here they're serving the flesh. Let us not have these different departments. Let us let Jesus be the Lord of all of our lives and let him come forth. Jesus was very disciplined to the point that when the, the man got up on the third day, he folded the little the thing and put it on the thing. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I mean, I would have just left it out like, Def, I got you. But he folded it and left it on there. Order. I mean, God is calling us to be disciplined. And as we're faithful in our disciplines, he'll be faithful to give us greater influence. Don't be messy on your social media. Be disciplined to not respond, react to others. <laughs> say, I'm going to stand. I don't have to say nothing. Yeah, yeah, you, 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 I, see, I see what you did. You, you tackled me, but that's all right. <laughs> I love you so much, I'm not going to respond. 
Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. We're going to have a conversation offline because <laughs> we don't fight on social for the world to see. This is in-house. Come on. Let's talk. <laughs> Discipline. <laughs> I love you, but I, I, I refuse to call you out your name. I refuse to put you on blast. I know they call me the master blaster. <laughs> but that's for, that's for good. <laughs> so Sherry soon going to be giving an exhortation <laughs> over the offering. <laughs> master blaster. <laughs> Discipline. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Take us to our leader. Help us to be leaders. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. He's leader of leaders. Make us, come on, pray, pray, and ask God to make you into a leader. Make me into a leader, the leader that you want me to be, a vessel of honor, a vessel to your glory, God. Oh, God, I want to be a leader for your glory. Help me to be disciplined in every area. Come on, in different areas of your lives, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Oh, help us to be disciplined in every area of our lives, our mouths, our food, our appetite, our minds, and what we hear, what we see, what we do, God, our attitude. Oh, God, to worry, not to worry and not to be afraid. God, discipline to be in faith and discipline to speak the word, discipline to love when, when, when we want to hate. God, help us to be disciplined in every area of our lives. We welcome the ministry of discipline. Come on, come on. Welcome the ministry of the Holy Spirit of discipline. We welcome the ministry of the Holy Spirit in discipline. Make us disciplined believers, disciplined followers of Christ, diligent followers of Christ, God. Forgive us for the lack of disciplines. Leadership under review. So we're, you, 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 you placed us under review. You have brought us in to give us a review of where we fall short in. And God, we receive that correction. We receive it with humility. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh Lord. Oh, we want, to be, we want to be a vessel of honor. We want to follow you. We want to flee youthful lusts. We want to flee things that are contrary to your word, Father. We don't say everything that comes to our minds. We don't, we don't always express our feelings. Oh, God, we express our faith. Oh, God, this is what we believe. I may be feeling fearful, but I say that God has not given me the spirit of fear. Oh, God, I may be anxious, but I pray and worship God and give thanks. Oh, God, I pray that we'll be sure in the name of Jesus. Mature us so that we can be leaders among people everywhere we go. In the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I'm looking at a bunch of leaders. Leaders. You are the leaders that God is calling us, all of us to be. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.